Greetings all and welcome to the Courageous Path podcast with me, Rachel Horton White and Soulful Work Intuitive Consulting. You can learn more about me at www.soulfulworkconsulting.com and don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast here to get the latest interviews as they come up. I am an intuitive coach, spiritual teacher, and writer. I work with people searching to uncover who they really are and what they're meant to be doing. Merging the spiritual with the everyday through thoughts, emotions, and energy, I support people like you to break through stuck patterns and find your true inner self. I hope you enjoy today's interview. I'm so delighted today to be talking with my friend Linda Adams. Linda is the marketing director for Essential Living Maine magazine, the host for the talk radio program Successful Balanced Living on WMPG, and a city councilor for the city of Westbrook, Maine. She considers herself a connector and utilizes that skill to help entrepreneurs grow their businesses and her media followers make positive changes in her in their lives. You can learn more about Linda at EssentialLivingMaine.com, SuccessfulBalancedLivingMaine.com, her website where you can find interviews she does with others, and you can learn more about becoming a DJ if you're interested at WMPG.org. Today in this interview called Reaching Out and Taking Action, we talk about how sometimes it is just about reaching out to other people taking action in small moments that can lead to magical synchronistic opportunities. Linda talks about how she continues to grow every day in big ways by noticing the serendipitous occurrences in her life and by taking small actions every day to bring her closer to what the universe is nudging her towards. From running for and winning public office, singing in a rock band, hosting her own radio show, to being involved in several spiritual wellness-based businesses, Linda offers us a glimpse into her ability to create a meaningful and exciting life. Hope you enjoy. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. So nice to see you. Good to see you, too. for coming here to my home. We've been chatting and collaborating, and we've connected in so many different ways, and I love that you have this practical side and also a spiritual side that you bring together so beautifully mm-hmm. in everything you do, so um, how does, how do you, how do you, Nick, how do you blend those in your daily life and in all of these different um, careers and activities that you do? Well, I've definitely had to learn how to do it over time. Um, you know, I haven't always been that way. I used to be very uptight and worried a lot about things, and I just really got exposed to personal development, I would say, about seven years ago. Mm. Learned a lot from reading, uh, going to a lot of seminars, and just really started hanging out with some different people that had more of a spiritual side. And, you know, just from hanging out with all of those people and, and the reading I was doing, I learned that there's something a lot bigger out there. And, you know, you're not here put here just to work a job. Mm. And so I had to learn over time that, um, you know, anything I put my mind to, I commit 100%. And that's kind of to a fault, to a point, because I I was unbalanced for many years. I worked for the city of Westbrook as a city clerk for seven years. Mm. And when I took that role, that was actually an elected position. So I've run for office two different times, two different roles in my life. And so I ran for city clerk and 
during that time, I really, that was my focus. I mean, it was not unusual to see me still at City Hall at eight, nine o'clock at night. Mm. And that was my life. And then I just, the more I, I plugged into personal development, the more I started realizing that there's more out there. And so I started really plugging more into and thinking about what do I really want my life to be like? And what are my priorities? And is my job a priority? And it was to a point, but I really started making family more of a priority and myself. I wasn't taking care of myself for many years. And it was obvious in my physical appearance. You know, I was tired. I was stressed out. I was going to the chiropractor all the time because I was having knots in my shoulders Mm. and I was overweight. I was eating horribly. I didn't have time to exercise. So when I started making myself a priority and then my family a priority, things started shifting in me. Mm -hmm. And I really got to a point a couple years ago where I said, I don't think I want to work this job anymore. Yeah. And so that's when I really, I got done. And I kind of had a plan, but not 100%. And I really just followed what I thought the universe was telling me to do. Mm. And I just have learned how to balance it all. I have learned how to, what's, what's the most important thing to me? And put that first. And then other things will fall in place. Does it mean that I don't feel guilty when I'm not spending time on other things my mind tells me I should be spending t- things on time on? No, I mean, I, I do still once in a while that guilt kind of bubbles up a little bit, but I, I push it back down and I think, you know what, I'm doing what I should be doing right now and I've learned to live in the moment and just be present. Beautiful. And it's it's not easy to do, but you can learn how to do it over time. Mm-hmm. And that's really how I'm able to do so many different things in my life. Mm-hmm. That's so inspiring and I think... Um... A lot of people are um, getting to that place right now. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, just what you do in your different roles and you're talking about this, I'm sure will will help people see that they can they can do it, too. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you most passionate about? What do you really enjoy doing? You know, I love singing. So, you know, right now in my life. I can't have a full band like I had years ago. That's a lot of work. <laughs> um, but you know what? I can go to open mic night mm-hmm. maybe a couple times a month. And mm-hmm. that fuels me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, it fills my soul. And mm-hmm. I actually just performed for a group of senior citizens on Monday. I teamed up with a friend of mine. He plays guitar and, and plays keyboard and sings. And he's produced a bunch of different CDs. And I said, hey, I've been invited to sing. I don't play an instrument. Will you go with me? And we had the best time, and I recorded it, thank goodness, Mm. and I've listened to it twice afterwards, and when I am listening to that, I'm beaming. Yeah. Because it's just, I just had so much fun, and Mm -hmm. I loved it. I would love to hear it. Put it on Facebook. Share it. I will. I will. Seriously. (laughs) I can link it to this. That's awesome. I would love to hear that. Um, so and the, so since we're talking about music, when did so you were, well, you used to be in a band, right? I did. What was when? How long did you do that? What was that about? So, um, <clears throat> I you know I always kind of knew I could sing. I wasn't like really a formal singer at all. I was in you know the choir for a while at church, and then I was in the chorus at school, but I never really stuck with it. And then as I became an adult, um, karaoke was the big rage in the nineteen eighties, <laughs> and so I would go to karaoke and. All my friends would want to sing with me because I could sing. And 
so just over time, um, started to get to know some musicians. My sister was dating a guy in a band and every once in a while, you know, I would want to get up and sing and, you know, that would happen. And then um, my sister it had gotten to a point where she was tired of her boyfriend being in this band. It was like his life, right? And so he quit the band. Well, <coughs> he wasn't happy and that made him miserable. They broke up. So as soon as they broke up, I went and approached him. Want to start a band? And I said, hey, let's do a band together. So obviously that didn't go over too well with my sister. Yeah. But we did. So we threw a band together. Wow. Um, it was hard rock. So, And I have a deeper voice. So I can do anything from Pat Benatar and Heart yeah. to Ozzy Osbourne and yeah. ACDC. Yeah, you're kind of like Blondie. You're my, you right. kind of look like Blondie <laughs> and like that punk side a little bit, maybe. Yeah. So it was fun. So I did that for a awesome. few years. The, the band was called Black Rose. So it was kind of like the rose with the the dark side. (laughs) Yeah. And we played for a few years, and then I became city clerk. And so when I became city clerk in 2008, I did it for about another year. Mm. And then I got to a point where it was too much. I mean, Mm -hmm. my idea of doing the band initially was, my fantasy was, I'll just show up and sing. Right? I don't (laughs) have to to set up anything. I don't have to tear down anything. But no, I ended up doing all of that, plus booking the band, and it just was too much. And we, I wanted to play like once, maybe twice a month, yeah. and we started get, getting booked every weekend, sometimes mm. twice a weekend, wow. and I, it was too much, and I just started yeah. getting sick. My body was yeah, getting run down, yeah. and, and it got to a point where I had to hire another singer to help me sometimes because my voice wasn't there, mm. and I, I said, you know, I don't think I'm supposed to do this anymore, and that's when I stepped away from it, and... um. So I really did not sing for a number of years. And the band is still out there. They've gone through wow, four, five, six cool. singers, and they're still out there performing. But the music is very different today than it was yeah. when I was with them. And I, I get up and I sing with a few different bands that I know. That I'll be out and they're yeah. like, Linda, get up here and sing a song with us. So it's That's really great. fun. And I'll have a band again. I just don't know what yeah, I want to do when yet. the time is right. Exactly. Well, it's very similar to my husband, Chris White. Chris Kemp White. Because <laughs> um, he... Um, he was in a band, band, different bands for a long time too, and he just got, it gets it gets hard with touring and being playing bars really late, and so he's yeah. now doing his own solo thing. So I think it doesn't need to necessarily yeah. be that way, right? Like you can still, and you know, like you said, open up to like you know, playing at coffee shops or at different places yeah. where it doesn't have to go till one in the morning. Well, know? and that's what I would actually prefer to do because I got yeah. to a point where I was singing my heart and solo and nobody could care. Right. They're just They're there to and, drink and right. party and have fun. And I don't blame <coughs> them. You know, right. I like to do that too. Right. But I really want to play some place where they really enjoy what I'm and doing. They appreciate and they appreciate the music. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He feels the same. I think a lot of, most musicians feel that way. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I'm just... Go, go, shifting back when you talked about the city clerk so you left your job at city clerk but then you decided to run for city council I did so what what made you want and that's a big deal what running well you already run for office but both times running for office is putting yourself out there you know taking the risk of having people say yes or no to you and luckily they said yes to you but what made you want to do that well um to get back into politics per se I don't consider myself a politician um, but I really missed the city, the, the people in my city, you know, in my community. And I would run into people, you know, at the grocery store, at City Hall or wherever. And I was still kind of involved in different things in the city. But I did take a, a break from pretty much everything for about a year because my dad had gotten sick and right. I wanted to take care of him. But I would run into people and I 
and they'd be like, oh, we miss you so much, you know, and I would miss them too. So I really was not, had no intention of running for office. Everybody wanted me to run for mayor. And I'm like, there's no way I'm running for mayor. I mean, that I down the road, sure. But right now, I just don't, I don't have the time for that. Mm-hmm. And because again, I would commit myself 100%. So mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine wanted to run for mayor, and he was currently holding the city council seat for the district I live in. And so we had a conversation, and he said, what do you think about running for city council and taking my seat? And I was like, well, you know, maybe. It depends on how much time would be involved and, and all of that. So I had a conversation with the city administrator just to really find out. And he told me, it's going to be whatever you put into it. You know, if you want to, of course, you have to go to the council meetings and things like that. But, you know, if you don't want to get heavily involved in other things, you don't have to. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And one of the biggest reasons wasn't just because I miss people, but because I really feel there's a huge shift going on. And especially in politics. I mean, everything we just went through this this last election. and The presidential we, election. It, the presidential election, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I really feel people are just tired of the same old, same old. They're looking for different people to run for office who really care. And, and you know, I, for years, a city clerk, would go to the meetings and I would sit there watching the city councilors come in, and it was quite obvious they'd never read through their packet of information. They were voting on things that affected people in our community, and they didn't even know what they were voting on. They weren't educated on it. And so I figured, you know what? I really want to be of service to my community. I want to be one of those people that anyone feels that they can come and talk to them and feel like I'm making a difference. Mm-hmm. And especially our city right now, we're, we're next door to Portland, Portland is busting at the seams. They're really growing. And a lot of that is spilling into Westbrook. And we are at a point where it's going to be huge growth happening. And I want to be one of the people that helps shape the future of my city. Mm -hmm. You know, I love it. And I I want to be able to say I did make a difference. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, at the end of my life, look back and say I did that. <laughs> and you are doing it right now. Absolutely. So, and Westbrook, you know, I we go there, or I used to live near there, um, and it's just beautiful. The waterfront, you know, that the street right there on the river, and they've yeah. cleaned up the river, and it's 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 a really it is just up. It reminds me of Monjoy Hill. Yes. And it, it what that used to be like, and Absolutely. now people have discovered it. Yeah. But it, I feel like that's going to be hopefully Westbrook can um this is my little plug like we'll deal with gen- the gentrification issue in a better way than Portland has absolutely because with Portland it's almost it's almost a little too late for that you yeah. know but anyway that's we're, exciting. We're, trying to, we're trying to do the right things and we're <laughs> yeah. putting a lot of things in place and you know I really I've said this over and over again for years that everything starts at the top of an organization. Totally. You've got to have, and so in our city, we've got to have the right mayor in place with the right city administrator. We've got to have the right city department the right heads. Police chief, right, Janine Roberts. Hundred percent. I love her too. I used to work with her. Yeah, she. Side. I'm telling you, she <coughs> She's is amazing. Well, so they they appointed me as the chair of the public safety commission or no committee not commission there's two different things mm-hmm. and so I went to be proactive and I had meetings with both of the fire the fire chief and the police chief and just said you know what's on your agenda what what are your goals and what can we help work together and, and accomplish and I've got to say we've got some really great department heads there who are very proactive and that's what we need we need department heads who are proactive yes. Um, good with bringing their employees together to work as a team. Yes. And then once you have everybody internally in each department working well together, then the departments start working to well together. 
And people don't think that spills out into a community, but 100% it does. So you've got to have the city working right, the government working right, in order for the community to be affected in a positive way. And so that's what I kind of feel like that's what I'm working on. And um, and there are all these women. Though isn't this a male? The mayor still female? Uh, no, no. So she be, right. There's so a lot of female leadership. We have, we, yeah, leadership. we have three female um, city councilors. That's probably why it's working so well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to comment on that. But I know, <laughs> I know. But um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I'm so excited. I'm excited about it. And you know, I'm a little busier than I thought I was going to be, but it it's okay. I can manage it. Yeah. I don't have kids. So, you know, my life is just really helping everybody else. Yeah. I'm a huge giver. And so I know when to say no, though. Right. That's part it's of the balance thing no. is mm-hmm. knowing what you can handle and can't handle. Yes. And um, yeah. yeah, so. So how does it, you know, with your um, spiritual side, does that come out? Do you show that at all? Do you talk about your work with Essential Living Me, which I know is, you know, a magazine, but yeah. it's a spiritual magazine, and I know that you have successful balanced living. So do you do you talk about this? Do people know about this other side of 100%. you? 100%. Yeah. Um, <coughs> as a matter of fact, the, at the council meeting the other night, I walked around and I passed my magazine out to all the counselors, nice. and I said, Great. here's the ne- latest issue. Yeah. And they're like, what's this? I'm like, that's my magazine, you yeah. know? And, and I did it because people need to be exposed to it. Definitely. And what they do with it, that's up to them, but I, it's just it's an educational magazine and it's really teaching people about how to have good health in all areas of their life mm-hmm. physically mentally spiritually I mean that's the magazine mm-hmm. basis that's the basis of my radio show and so yes I do talk about it and you know I I don't hang out with these people outside of really the city walls you know what I mean like they're not my friends that I hang out with yet I mean there's a few of them and I totally could see me becoming more friendly with mm-hmm. and you know, I, whoever is going to be hanging out with me, that's just part of me. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to spill out. And they, they and probably people are interested, and maybe not everybody, but people are a lot more interested these days. They are, that. you know, I really find that, that In people are a lot that. more open to finding out about that. And, um, part and of I the find shift. part of the it shift. It is part of the shift. And I have a lot more people <coughs> who now will, they'll come, they're coming to me. And they're asking me, they, my, my term now, everybody says I'm a connector because I know so many different people from so many walks of life that I have random people reaching out to me saying, you know, everybody, who do you know who can help me with this? And I have turned so many of my friends on to, you know, EFT, emotional freedom technique, Mm, tapping and Reiki and just all of these things and just being more aware of what you're putting in your body, mm-hmm. um, you know, toxins and the foods. Mm-hmm. And so I love it. I yeah. love being able to affect other people just because because of who I am and what so I'm doing. Awesome. So, yeah. And back to the magazine. <coughs> can you talk a little bit about how people can find Essential Living and what's the website and what it what its focus is? Okay. More? Yeah. Yeah. So Essential Living Maine, it is a magazine focused on educating people locally on integrative alternative medicine, nutrition, fitness, green living, personal development, um, anything that has to do with having a healthy, balanced life. You know, we have a financial advisor that writes articles about how to have healthy finances, how to talk to your kids about money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the magazine is obviously based here in Maine. That's why it's called Essential Living Maine. And the goal of the magazine is to actually, we're hoping to expand into other states. And I love it. I, I mean, I, I found this magazine first as a reader. I was mm-hmm. coming out of Hannaford, and honestly, I had left my job. I wasn't looking for anything else. 
my father had gotten diagnosed with colon cancer and I was focused on really helping him through that. And I'm coming out of the store and I turn around and I it caught my eye and I went back in the store and I got the magazine. And when I got home, there was an ad in there looking for a marketing director and it described me to a T. And I said, no, I'm not looking for anything, right? So I bypassed that and I started reading the magazine and it was everything I had really been putting out there to the universe. I was curious about a better way. You know, I watched my father get sick for years, taking medication, being diagnosed with one disease to the next and getting sicker and sicker. And I said, it can't be that difficult to get healthy. And so there was an article in there that Dr. Sean McCloy had written on functional medicine. Mm. And he's a naturopath. Yeah. And I really, a light bulb went off. And I said, this is such an interesting magazine. Mm -hmm. And the reason was, is because all of the advertisers in the magazine, these naturopaths and these Reiki masters, they wrote the articles. Right. So (coughs) I said, this makes sense, right? There's nothing else out there like this. I mean, yeah, you might find an article in a magazine locally that's more of an advertorial where they get to talk about their business and what makes them so great, but they don't really get into the depth of, what is Reiki and what are the benefits mm-hmm. of having that? And how does chiropractic help? And how do you pick a good chiropractor? Mm-hmm. So I loved the fact that these articles were educating the readers locally. Yeah. And then they could pick the phone up and connect with that person. Mm-hmm. And I did that. You did that. You wrote an article for us. <laughs> well, I wrote an article, and... but I also connected with um, somebody through there. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And so that's really the, the whole premise of the magazine is you know, tuning people in who really want to know about how to live a healthier life, connecting them with the resources locally and educating them at the same time. Yeah. And, and that fed into my radio show, right? Mm. So I really had, it came to me, uh, you know, things come to me yep. from the universe, uh, from spirit. Yep. And I said, I, I could probably do a radio show and invite these same people writing these articles and invite them onto my show, that gives them another outlet Mm -hmm. to get the word out there Mm -hmm. and another form, right, of communication. Mm -hmm. And so, again, the universe brought it to me. I connected with someone through a networking event, and she said to me, what are you doing for ad sales for your magazine? Because my husband's looking for a job, Mm -hmm. and he does ad sales. Mm -hmm. And so she connected us, great guy, Chris Lowenstein, and we got talking and he said, we brought him on board to help us do ad sales for the magazine. And a couple weeks later, he says, oh, I'm talking to w- about WMPG bartering with us. And they put us on the air and maybe we'll put an ad in the magazine for them. And I said, well, who do you know over there? And he's like, everybody, I'm a DJ. That's so, it's just amazing. These connections happen. <laughs> and I said, I said, what do you mean you're a DJ? He goes, yeah. He's like, I have a show there. And I said, I need to talk to somebody there because I want to do a show. And I had no idea that all of their DJs are volunteers. Yeah. Anybody can have a show. Yeah. I'm like, I had no idea. So he's, he said, just talk to the program director. And literally within a week, they had a class starting to educate people on how to be a DJ. And then within the next month, I ended up taking the class. And I, I was, I, you have to take three two-hour classes. I had taken my first class. And then the program director sent an email out to everybody and said, um, Dr. Ann Halward, who, who has a show called Safe Space on Mondays, is taking a sabbatical for eight weeks. Is there anyone out there that would like to take her space? <laughs> and I responded back and I said, look, you know I'm in the middle of the class. I, don't, I haven't done anything I need to do, but if you want someone to do it, I'm willing to do it. Yeah. 
And she said, you're it. You yeah. got it. And within a week, I was on the air with my first guest. That's just such an amazing story. <laughs> I mean, like, that you've... Not only did you see... I mean, it started... All of this kind of was cascaded from that magazine... Absolutely. ...in the grocery store, and it just caught your eye. And I, I've had that experience, too, and I think a lot of us do, maybe people listening, something just... It, like, jumps out at you, and instead of, like, oh, I don't... But you, you had initial thought of that job ad, oh, I don't have time, but you yeah. got through that, and with everything else, like, you... You heard, you saw there was an opportunity and you explored it. Right. And then it led to these amazing things. Well, and the thing I didn't mention about how I actually took that job was after I'd read the magazine multiple times and kept looking at the ad, I did call. They wanted you to email a resume and I called instead. Ah, had a conversation with her. That personal connection matters. Yep. And, yep. She, and she was in Connecticut um, and she said well, I'd love to have a conversation in person with you. I was going to be in Connecticut the next week and live in, in the town <laughs> next no to her. Way. So we met and no had coffee. Way. It clicked instantly. And she probably said, oh, the universe is bringing us together. Yep. Oh, I said that to her. next town in Connecticut randomly? Yep. And, I, and when I called her, I said, this is going to sound crazy, but I think I'm meant to do this job yeah. for you. And she, she heard that. She heard it. I can't tell you how much that happens in my life too and and uh and i hear about it in so many people's lives all the time now and it's just so it's just so inspiring to hear about with careers and with you know other interests and passions like being a dj that that you that you followed that and with being on the city council it's just yeah i'm I'm hoping that when people hear this they're like oh i see how that could happen to me too and yeah, if you're I open to up. it i mean i think that's the biggest thing is first you have to be open to it yes and recognize the signs that are coming to you and then be courageous enough to take that step forward just to even investigate it, and right? Because you reached out to people. It's not just you didn't sit there and just visualize. Absolutely. You actually took some action. Right. You have yes. to take action. Take, I mean, that put yourself out there. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And yep. some people, that's really difficult for them. I mean, I have people in my life all the time say, I don't know how you do all that you do. You know, I would never have the nerve to do that kind of stuff. How do you do that? And it's like, I don't know. You know, you just I just want it. more, and yeah. I don't want things to be status quo in my life. Do you do you know if you're? I was talking about this. If you're an introvert or an extrovert, I am an extrovert. Extrovert. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because I'm naturally less, this more much more of an introvert. I work with a lot of introverts, but even if, and I think people are like, oh, I'm an introvert. I don't do that, but you can get over it. You know, yes. you just say, oh, I'm, I maybe I'm feeling a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, I. There are times in my life where I do consider myself an introvert. Yeah. And it really just depends on the circumstances. And I'll a good example is, you know, I always used to uh I used to get uptight pretty easily and worry about things about what might happen or um you know, and I I got to a point I ended up meeting a friend through a friend and she is a very free spirit and she really helped me break away from that. And recognize that I was holding myself back in a few different areas of my life. Mm -hmm. And she really helped me Mm -hmm. expand that side of me. And so, you know, I I really, from the readings and the things that I've learned is I've learned that there are three different types of people in your life. And there's a person that will drag you down. (laughs) And we all have people like that in our lives. Uh Um, I've had some very specific friends I can think of Mm -hmm. that when I was around them, I felt drained. Yep, I know. And and when I got away from them, I was like, wow, 
right? I, yeah. That's when I realized it. Protect yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean that I've completely cut them out of my life, mm-hmm. but I definitely limit my exposure yep. to them. Yeah. And then... And this is where I was quite a few years ago, is most of the people in my life helped me stay status quo. So they let me stay in my comfortable place, Mm -hmm. right? And I felt safe with them, and I spent a lot of time with them, and I had fun with them, but I never grew. I just stayed right where I was. And then I started, when I started diving into personal development and really kind of coming out of my shell a little bit more, then I started hanging out with people that helped me grow, and they wanted me to come out of my comfort zone and they pushed me, mm-hmm. you know, to speak in public and mm-hmm. to sing and to do all these different things. And that's really where you find, you know, your soul. And that's and another type of person. Another type of person. Another type, the third type of person will help you go yeah. beyond where you are today. Yeah. And, yeah. and you've just got to. You What's just, the second type? The second type was the status quo. Oh, okay. So the first okay, type drains you. I was like, this helpful second, information. Second type is status quo. They let you stay in your comfort yep. zone. Okay. Your family, most yep. of your family status quo. Yeah. Um, and then you really should be looking for people Great. that help you get out of your comfort zone yep. and help you grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so helpful. And I love that. And I think, you know, those people are almost like guides on earth a little bit. Absolutely. They are. Yeah. And I, you know, I really have learned, I, and I, there's two books I want to write and, and yep. I have them right on my whiteboard. I'm going to write them. One is called Life Lessons, yeah. and everything that you go through is a lesson. Absolutely. It helps you teach, teach you patience, grief, whatever it is you're going through, mm-hmm. it's a lesson. Yeah. And then the other one is um, present moments. So recognizing where yeah. you are and the, the things that happen, like all these serendipity things that happen in my life, is going to be more of an autobiography, I think. Uh, but I would love to pull mm-hmm. other people into it, too, and mm-hmm. hear their stories about maybe something that's happened to them mm-hmm. and being in the present moment and realizing that and how it kind of moved them forward. But an amazing um, book. Yeah. yeah so those, you know, everything's a lesson. Mm-hmm. So. And we don't always know why at the moment, but then if we say, I'm going to be open to it, then we find so out later. That, oh. I'm in the process of uploading all my old audio files into SoundCloud like you have done. <laughs> Um, so you were my inspiration for that, so thank you. <laughs> it takes time. And, um, it does. I actually, my engineer for my show, he's a USM student, I goes to the University him, of Maine, Alec, uh-huh, and really he's nice volunteered guy. to help me edit my files and upload oh, them for me. So, so nice. um, oh, I threw it out there last week. I said, yeah. i got to find someone to help me with that, and he said, I'll help you. That's so it works. Um, and so, yeah, so SuccessfulBalanceLiving.com, you go there, click on the WMPG link, and that goes to my show page. But if you're looking to be a DJ, you can just connect with the program director. There's a thing on there that says volunteer. Yes. And there's all kinds of ways to get involved. It's WMPG.org. Right? .org, exactly. Through USM, University yeah. of Southern. Yep, yep. Awesome. <coughs> um, so you talked a little bit, just a couple more questions, because I know you probably have other stuff to do today. Um, <laughs> is it a struggle, or how how do you balance all these different things that you do? How do you... Well, you know, you know energetic-wise. <laughs> well, right. And, you know, and everybody says that to me. As a matter of fact, when I sang the other day to the senior citizens, there was a woman in, the, in the, the front table in front of me, and she said, how do you have so much energy? And I said, I have no idea, but I'm spending it while I have it. Well, you went to a Himalayan salt room, <laughs> That's which true. probably helped. That is true. That is true. The day before I had done that. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as business goes, I I know what I have to get done each week, right? You have your priorities. And so... I sit down and I, I map out my week. Yeah. And like today, you know, my newest issue just came out. So I know that I need to go deliver that to my advertisers. So today and tomorrow, I've got it mapped out where I'm going. Now, do you map it out like 
this is because tools are helpful. And I yes. mean, people might want to hear this. Like, yep. do you literally write it down? Do you use Excel? Do you have an app you um, use? Well, okay. So I have a huge whiteboard in my office. Okay. And I have everything my priorities are, are on that board. So I have a I have a category for city council for the city of Westbrook. I have one for the magazine. I have one for my show. Um, you know, I volunteer for a wounded veterans thing, and we've got a gala coming up. I'm helping to plan, so I've got that. Um, so I have all of these on my whiteboard and whenever I used to keep everything on a little piece of paper (coughs) and that got crazy because I kept losing everything. So Mm -hmm. anytime I have a thought that comes to mind, Mm -hmm. if I'm at home, I go and I put it on my whiteboard under the category it belongs in. Um, and then of course I have a personal category, Mm -hmm. right? And then if I'm not at home, I have always make sure I have a small notebook with me and I Mm -hmm. put it in the notebook. So when I get home, I can transfer it onto my whiteboard. It's got to be in my face for me to remember to do it. Right. And then what I do is at the beginning of every week is I have on the side of my whiteboard, I have this week's to do's. Right. And these are the Mm -hmm. things I have to do this week. Mm -hmm. And so then I pull things off from each category and I make sure that I'm, I'm focusing on each thing. If I, like, I might not be able to spend as much time on my volunteer efforts for the gala and auction this week, but I have to do at least this one thing this week. And so I move that over into this week's categories, and then every day I pick what I'm going to do, and then I make sure I check them off. Mm -hmm. So once I'm done with it, I check it off because it feels good. (laughs) It's an accomplishment thing. There are studies out there that says checking off instead of crossing it out is it, mm-hmm. it, it's more of a tr- thing in your mind mm-hmm. that makes you feel you really accomplished it. Mm-hmm. And so I just check it off. And then I do that each day. Just and that little check mark. That check mark. That's so fascinating, yeah. Linda, because I um I have had I've tried so many different tools myself and I've done all of those things. In my old job I had a whiteboard and I still do have a notebook. But then I found this app called Trello, which does exactly, it looks exactly like you're saying, where you oh, have neat. different things. It is good, but I don't look at it enough. Right. So you're helping me remind myself that I probably should put right over there, put a whiteboard up because you're absolutely right. And that's what, it's kind of like the whole vision wall concept. Like if it's not literally in front of your face, sometimes yeah. try different things until you find something that feels good and feels right for you. And it sounds like you've done that. And yeah. Maybe oh, believe me, I, I... I consider myself semi-organized, but I was at a you point pretty where, organized well, me. I wasn't, I wasn't for a while. You could ask my husband, <laughs> my, yeah. you know, one of my biggest thing, and, and that's the thing I'm always trying to improve on different things. So my big thing right now, I have two things I'm trying to work on being on time. Oh, I know what that's which like. I, I couldn't today because I went to the wrong house. Yeah. But. Well, that was, uh, yeah, those are two that's I'm trying to be on time because it's really, I feel it's disrespectful when you don't show up for an appointment on time, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're mm-hmm. wasting somebody else's time too. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be on time for things. And then the other thing is when I come into my house, when you walk into my house, I have my office right to the left and then I have a mail bin kind of on the wall to the right. And I do put my mail in there, but my habit has always been to go directly into my kitchen yes. and dump everything on the counter. I know, that's and my husband has a little bit of OCD. That's so... Funny. He doesn't like that, yeah. right? Because next thing you know, I've got clumps of stuff all over the kitchen counter. Yeah. And so I've been trying to get better about going into my office and dumping my stuff in there. And that way, I'm the only one dealing yeah. with it, and he doesn't have to handle That's it out nice. in the kitchen. So yeah. um, I'm not there yet. Yeah. But, you know, having the whiteboard has really helped because, like I said before, I was writing everything on little pieces of paper, mm-hmm. and they were getting scattered everywhere. Well, so. and I think there's something to be said for because there is some another thing out there. I can't remember what it's called that 
somebody told me about that does that same thing in an app, but it's that concept of when you write it down, who knows, who knew that we were going to be talking about like organizational <laughs> management, but it's, it's important with it all is. the things with life being, yeah. you know, in this, well, if you're going to do a lot of things, you've got to, yeah, I, right. Yeah. Cause otherwise you can feel overwhelmed and feel like you don't know where to focus. So, but I think, you know, for me, I actually, cause I have things written in multiple places and I'm like, why do I have it written there and written there? But it's like, you have it written in your in your you know notebook so you if you remember you think of it when you're out and then you transfer it to your whiteboard but then seeing it and so maybe that's helpful because you are reminded of it in a couple different ways and like psychologically you're like uh in your mind subconsciously thinking about what pri- what the priority is or what you what feels like you should be focusing on or what sometimes things just have to be done and right. you, like a client's waiting for you or something but of course but i think like seeing it on the whiteboard is like so for our conceptual minds, like by seeing something, it helps so much to because you can see it, it, it becomes part of your energetic, you know, uh, environment, mm-hmm. and and then you can transfer it anyway. I just I think that's such a really good idea. So yeah, I had to Thank do you. it. I had a, I had a smaller whiteboard and it just wasn't big enough because of all the yeah. things I'm involved with. So I have a very big whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, now. yeah, and that's so cool, Linda. It's so helpful. I'm just so you know inspired by you and all you're doing I, I can see I my feeling is that you're just going to be we're going to be hearing a lot more about you and you're you're just you are the connector and you're motivated and you're driven it's just it's really cool and Thank inspiring you. like Thank I said you. so for people who are listening to you and thinking like oh my gosh she's amazing I don't know if I can do what she does but you know they're inspired maybe to take risks and step out of their comfort zone and start noticing you know um opportunities or people because we can't underestimate the power mm-hmm. of connecting with other people yeah what you know what are some words of advice you might have for them and how they could kind of you said that a little bit before but you know maybe um they want to run for office or maybe they want to get a job for a cool you know mm-hmm. healthy holistic um company like you work for um what do you what kind of you know what do you think well you know i guess i would just start start in a simple place, you know, start small. So like, let's say that you wanted to get involved, you know, with running for office and that seems a little daunting. So maybe volunteer for a committee or something, you know, municipalities, especially they're always looking for people to serve on different committees or volunteer to, um, be at the community center, you know, the food pantry, Mm -hmm. someplace that where you're going to be exposed and get your name out there, with people already in your community, Mm -hmm. right? And so I would start at something like that. Find out what you like to do, right? The library, the library is always looking for volunteers. So think about what you like to do, what what your ultimate goal is, and then just start someplace. Mm -hmm. Now that's running for office. Um, Let's say that you want to, um, you want to be a DJ or you want to do, um, I don't know, want to get healthy or you want to work for a certain company or whatever it is, (laughs) I guess what I would say is, um, you know, reach out to people that maybe have what you want and find a mentor. Find somebody that's doing it already. Somebody who's doing it. Find somebody that, that you, you know, that could mentor you and, um, start hanging around people that have what you want. Right. And I, I'll tell you one place that I connected with some people is through meetup, meetup.com mm. and on meetup.com. It's the coolest thing because you can go on there and you can list whatever your interests are. And then you find all these different groups that have been formed and you can just go there. Now, 
somebody might be so shy or introverted that they don't want to go on their own. And and I actually just met somebody recently through my magazine who has a new business and it's called Craft Aesthetica. It's where the salt room is that I went to. And I she wants to grow her business. And I said, well, what about going, you know, there's this networking event coming up over here at Mass Landing on Thursday night. And she's like, well, I hate going to those kind of things because I'm so shy. Mm. And I said, you know what? I'll be there. Mm-hmm. So come with me and I'm not shy and I'll bring you around with me and kind of lend you my extrovert personality yeah. and introduce you to people. And so we've done that a couple times. So, you know, I would say maybe find a friend of yours who is more extroverted than you are and ask them to go do something with you that you have an interest in. And, you know, go through meetup.com and find, like I did a search on kayaking because I love to kayak and I found this great group that kayaks and they have these meetups every periodically and you show up and there's a whole bunch of different people there. But you know what? You all have a commonality. Mm -hmm. You're all there to do the same thing that you love to do Mm -hmm. and that's how you meet other people. And the more people you meet, I mean, you're just, it's just going to naturally, you're going to grow more than where you are today. That's so wonderful. I think, you know, it's really helpful to hear that. It is through other like-minded kindred spirits or souls that we can be uplifted. Absolutely. I used to, I used to have a company where I took care of the elderly in their own, in their own home. And I took care of this one woman, Nellie Friedis, um, wonderful, wonderful woman. And I would take her grocery shopping and we would go through and I, she was very shy and I was extroverted and I would just be smiling and talking to people as we went through the store. And I remember one time she said to me, I love going shopping with you because you just talk to everybody. And, and I said, mm. and, I, and to me, that wasn't special, right? Because that's just who I am. Yeah. But to her, that was special because that isn't her personality. So I was able to help her come out of her shell a little bit because the people talk to her too. It feels good to connect with people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So she loved going grocery shopping with me because it was a different experience for her than when she used to go by herself. And I bet she maybe does it if she's... No, she passed away. (laughs) Maybe she's not. Yeah. But you know, I bet she did for a little while start to get a little nervous. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you so much, Linda. You can find me by going to either SuccessfulBalanceLiving.com yep. um, or they can go to EssentialLivingMain.com. Yep. And those are two great ways to connect with me. And if, and what, and, and if they want to learn more about your network marketing business, uh, you can go to SuccessfulBalanceLiving.com. Um, yeah. I, I work with a company called ACN. And underneath the finances tab of my mm-hmm. Successful Balance Living website, there's an actual video right there that, you know, plays a little bit about, it's called the time money trap. Mm-hmm. And um, so people can learn more about me there. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank for you. Thank you sharing. so much for inviting me. I obviously love to talk and oh, it's nice to be able to, to, to share it. what I've learned. And hopefully, you know, my biggest thing, anytime I do a talk or whether it's in public or on radio or whatever it is, I always say at least... You know, let me help what I help me help at least one person with whatever I say. So hopefully today we helped at least one person. I have no doubt about um, it. Thank yeah. you. So, yeah. uh, well, have a wonderful day. Thank Thanks you, you so too. much, Linda. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this interview. I hope you enjoyed it. This has been the Courageous Path podcast, and don't forget to subscribe or follow it here. To learn more about me, you can find me at www.soulfulworkconsulting.com and I'm Rachel Horton White of Soulful Work Intuitive Consulting. Hope to see you next time and have a wonderful day.